Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready, Vikings Nation. Welcome to Purple and Gold for Days. Where my friend and yours, Mr. Justin Day, dives headfirst into the purple and gold universe, delivering the latest updates and commentary on your favorite team, the Minnesota Vikings. What's going on, everybody? This is Justin from Purple and Gold for Days, and this is a Vikings First and Scold production. The Minnesota Vikings saved their season, at least for one week anyway, and they absolutely shocked the world and beat the San Francisco 49ers, allegedly the best team in the NFC and maybe even the NFL, where they weren't the last, the best team on Monday Night Football. The Minnesota Vikings 22-17 to victory has saved their season and moves their record to 3-4, and four, although we still got some work to do. But boy, oh boy, does it not feel great to get that W on Monday Night Football. But we're going to start now that we have the full and complete NFC North Roundup. The Chicago Bears got a victory uh, over the Vegas Raiders. Who cares? It's the Bears. It was your backup Division II quarterback. We don't care about the Bears. The Detroit Lions got absolutely destroyed by the Baltimore Ravens. And you know what? Some will say, oh, are the Lions frauds? Well, at least that's what they would have said about the Vikings last year, but they just got mollywhopped. And you know what? With the Vikings victory on Monday Night Football, that division, the NFC Norris division, is still up for grabs. And, oh, by the way, the most delicious part of the weekend, that Green Bay Packers lose to the Denver Broncos 19-17. I can't even get the words out of my mouth without laughing. And that's who our opponent is going to be this coming Sunday, the Green Bay Packers. Welcome to mediocrity. Welcome to knowing what it's like to not have 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And, of course, we got our Vikings with the victory on Monday Night Football against the San Francisco 49ers. It's always a great weekend when the Vikings win and the Packers lose. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Star of the game number one, Jordan Addison. I mean, obviously, Jordan Addison is him as the statement goes. I'll tell you what, seven catches, 123 yards and two touchdowns. And as we said a moment ago, really should have had a third one there. But regardless, with the absence of Justin Jefferson, this kid has stepped right into his role and has not disappointed. When Jordan Addison was drafted, the fourth wide receiver of the draft class, by the way, it was a benefit to the Vikings that they still had Justin Jefferson. And some asked, well, Could Jordan Addison be a number one? Well, maybe, but we don't have to think about it. Well, now we're thinking about it, and now we are seeing it. The first pass to him, he got out-wrestled for the ball. It turns into an interception. Well, he got the guy back with virtually no time left before halftime for a 60-yard touchdown. I'm running out of superlatives that I can use for this young man. He is absolutely outstanding, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait until he and Justin Jefferson are on the field simultaneously. And with all due respect to K.J. Osborne, if this does not show you that it should be Jefferson and Addison as your one-two punch, 
I don't know what else will. Now, mind you, I'm not saying that K.J. Osborne is chopped liver, and I'm not saying that, okay, let's just discard him by the wayside. He is a much better blocker than Jordan Addison is and probably ever will be unless Jordan Addison puts on some weight. But as far as the two wide receiver sets, it needs to be uh, Jefferson and Addison. K.J. can come in on the third wide receiver sets as well. But all I'm saying right now is Jordan Addison, absolutely the number one star of the game. Number two star of the game, Cameron Bynum. Come on down. Got two interceptions, and some would argue he forced the uh, fumble on Christian McCaffrey. So he was in on all three of the Vikings turnovers defensively on Monday Night Football. And my goodness, where did this kid come from? You know, he's had an opportunity and he has not let go of it. For all the talk we want to have about Lewis Seen and is he a bust and why isn't he getting playing time, when you got Harrison Smith and this Cam Bynum kid, and oh, by the way, Josh Metellus, who absolutely got burned by Brock Purdy taking a terrible angle, but I digress. The point I'm making here is this. Cameron Bynum is absolutely a star in the making and has learned alongside of Harrison Smith to be in the right place at the right time. He read Brock Purdy's eyes. And Brock Purdy didn't even see him on that game ceiling interception. And oh, by the way, brought back the worm as the celebration after both of his interceptions. So well done to that. And what I really didn't see at the first part, but I did see it at halftime, the team celebration where they did the limbo by holding up one of their players and having the rest of them walk underneath. It was pretty dang awesome as well. But defensively, credit goes also to Brian Flores, who brought an incredible game plan to realistically, when you hold a team to 17 points, you're playing tremendous defense. Yeah, you gave up a touchdown towards the end of the half. And yes, they the 49ers had the perfect call against the Blitz when they threw that swing pass over to Christian McCaffrey, who all he needed to do was beat one guy and get into the end zone. That's unfortunate. That just kind of happens. But all in all, great defensive performance. Brock Purdy, he didn't really do all that much. He wasn't the Brock Purdy that we've come to see. And that's two weeks in a row where Brock Purdy has just looked kind of average. I mean, 21 for 30 for 272 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Yeah, that's a mystery irrelevant line. Now, yes, he did not have Debo Samuel. He didn't have his left tackle. We understand that. And yes, if the Vikings were to play the 49ers again and everybody was healthy, it would be interesting because you bring back Samuel and Williams for them and Justin Jefferson for us. The game might play out totally different. But regardless, you can't help other teams' injuries. You play who you play when you play them, and that gets back to the old adage, it's not always who you play, but when you play them there. But shout-out to the Karen Bynum, Brian Flores, and that entire defense that absolutely, absolutely dominated yesterday. Again, 17 points. I mean, again, Christian McCaffrey, 15 carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown. That's three yards a carry for arguably the best running back in the NFL against arguably one of the better offensive lines, at least on paper, coming into the season. I know the 49ers have had some struggles with their offensive line as of late, but I don't care. I do not care. The Vikings absolutely did defensively what they needed to do. And as I said a moment ago, frankly, they should have won this game by more than five points, if we're being honest. Star of the game number three. Who else? Kirk O'Change, Kirk Cousins. You know what? For all these narratives about him on Monday Night Football, hey, he played arguably his best game as a Minnesota Viking from start to finish. I know some are going to say, well, that Denver game where he threw four touchdowns or led the team to four touchdowns on four possessions in the second half. Yeah, great come from behind victory, but you can only have a come from behind victory if you did nothing for the first half and are down 20 points at halftime. So, yes, that might have been his best second half others will talk about that tie in green bay in 2018 where you know they scored 22 points in the fourth quarter true but when you only have seven points on the board through three quarters 
I'm not going to call it a complete game. I will say that last year in Detroit, ultimately a game we lost was one of his better games too, where he literally tried his darndest to overcome the awful defense we had that day. So bottom line is this. I'm going to call this the most complete game that Kirk Cousins has played since joining the Minnesota Vikings, and I don't think it's particularly close. 35 for 45 for 378 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and like I said, really should have had three. And we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, red zone execution here shortly. But my goodness, Kirk Cousins, take a bow. I love that Justin Jefferson. We played that at the beginning, putting the top to ESPN top 10 uh, chain around his neck as he's trying to get interviewed. And he's like, oh, was, oh, yeah, I, I kind of like this. That's just Kirk for us. You know, like for good, for bad, indifferent, whatever has been said or will be said about this guy. He is like a kid in the candy store on Monday Night Football. He was absolutely outstanding. What I like most about his game is, number one, the offensive line. Let's give some shout-outs to them. Last night, zero sacks on Kirk Cousins. Shout-out to the offensive line for an absolute great performance. Dalton Reisner has made his case to say that I'm not just going to give this job back to Ezra Cleveland. We've been clamoring for it for forever that we brought in a guard that had better pass protection than the two that we had, and we finally got to see it on full display. Yes, he got 10 snaps last week against the Chicago Bears, not a big enough sample size, but my goodness, that offensive line kept Kirk Cousins clean, gave him clean pockets, gave him plenty of time. But circling back to Kirk Cousins, the best play of the day for me was on that final drive, ultimately that ended in the missed field goal from Greg Joseph. He was absolutely absolutely surrounded, had the pockets collapse around him, and we have seen him panic many times in those situations. In that one, he shuffled his feet, a little sidestep, a little duck under, and sidearmed that ball right to Jordan Addison. Granted, there was a holding penalty, so even if that play hadn't gone as well as it did, it would have still given the Vikings a first down. But nevertheless, nevertheless, great pocket awareness from Kirk Cousins. And what have I said at nauseum that Kirk doesn't always show the best pocket presence. And if we could get that kind of performance from Kirk Cousins on a more consistent basis, the whole narrative would be changed. But for now, for right now, Kirk Cousins yesterday, absolutely, absolutely outstanding. The Vikings are back. Their season is back. They've had a lot of close games up until last. I mean, again, seven one-score games. It it just is who they are in the Kevin O'Connell era. You had 11 close games last year, and you've had seven close games this year. 18 games. 18 games and through a season and a half. One-score games. That's just who they are. Now, I want to see the Vikings get out of this one-score victory stuff and get a blowout win against the Green Bay Packers. Start their Halloween nightmares early. Just put them out of their misery. They're a bad team. Their quarterback is just an average at-best quarterback. If you can do what you did to Brock Purdy, you should be able to do that and more against Jordan Love. So that's all I'm going to say on that for right now. But at the end of it, the Vikings season is on. No more talk about trading away assets. No more talk about what are we going to do next year. Next year doesn't matter right now. It no longer matters right now. All that matters right now is we just beat arguably one of the two best teams in the NFC and some would say arguably the most complete team in the NFL. And that was the San Francisco 49ers. So enjoy this. I'm sure if you went into the office today and had some green Bay Packer fans, or if you had some 49er fans, this guy right here, I'm mad at myself for not taking up my 49ers fan on the bet. 
She's like, hey, do you want to wager on this game? I'm like, heck no. Kind of wish I had, but that's all right. Shout out. Thank you kindly for joining me today. Please follow me on YouTube, Purple and Gold for Days. And for now, Skull to the next episode. You're listening to Purple and Gold for Days, a Vikings First and Skull production. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Thanks for listening.